Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily High Five Podcast. What is up, everybody? My name is Chana. With me, as always, we've got Joe and our special guests today, FOMO and Aaron. What is up, guys? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just lonely. It's, it's a lonely. Here last week. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing you. What's, what is going on, everybody? Um, welcome to those. I see some. there's some new people in the chat here. Um, I think Phil A and... Who's the other one I was talking to a minute ago? Oh, yeah. Leadership push. What is up, you guys? I know you guys are new here. I think uh, Juan, what's going on? Don is in the house. Adir, Chris Windham. Mike Ortiz says, just watch FOMO's Aura series from this summer. Jeez, I want Oro. See, it's not just it's not just me and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so right off the bat, you're going to get yeah, started. It is. Huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, show. I just saw it. So It's just us. If yeah. it, That's one of the criteria if you want to be on here. We leave, we leave an exception for Aaron because he's like our okay. native, uh, like All right. our, 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 our native our, smart our, guy. Our, our no, <laughs> I got grandfathered in. That's that's what you say. <laughs> oh, man. So what's yeah. up, Chana? You said you were saying right before we got on that, you know, you had a great weekend. This what, is, what's that about? It, it was a great weekend, man. I was actually pretty surprised, you know. Um, actually, one of the funnest things was... Uh, my wife wanted to like like dj so i got to give like a five-hour dj lesson like in the middle of the night <laughs> was, it was like I, I think or it was like from like 10 p.m to like three in the morning or something yeah. like that so yeah so we were here and so she's like because she's like like saturday night she's like i, I want to just be able to just put two songs together is that hard i'm like no it's easy and so i got her to like you know do some you know cue point pressing and hitting play at the right time because it's all about timing right and you know she can kind of do a lot of the stuff the only thing she has trouble with is like obviously the beat matching because that's that's actually hard by the automatic thing nowadays yeah i don't beat use matches man. for me please yeah no? well you you can match the tempo right uh. but when you hit play you can hit play just a little forward just a little backward of the beat and you have to make that manual adjustment and that's uh, all right that's the hard part. I've been doing it for 20 years. So for me, it's easy. But, yeah. you know, somebody just. But anyway, her thing was she's like, I just want to put two songs together. So finally, at the very end, I'm like, OK, pick two songs, whatever. And so she picked this uh, one that has the Notorious B.I.G. Um, like vocal and then um, some Fisher song. So I'm like, like uh, bass house track or whatever. And oddly enough, they were in complementary keys. So they fit like perfectly and mm -hmm. with a little cue point juggling from yours truly. Oh, dude, it's it was so awesome. I recorded the whole thing. We're going to I'm going to upload it as a video. So that was a lot of fun. Right, that sounds yeah, cool, man. Well, yeah. so you enjoyed the, the teaching part of that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And just to show like or just to just to see like how easy it is for somebody nowadays to like just get on there and go. It's still not easy, yeah. but. But um, I mean, yeah, she was kind of getting it. Maybe we got to do some some online courses. What do you think? I I could easily do an online course, but like, you know, I mean, we this was like 10 p.m., so we were already you know kind of messed up. So oh. <laughs> so it was like I kind of like okay, here's like the basic, here's like the whole thing, and then here's like the basics that that kind of are the foundation of getting the whole one mix thing done. That's really you know. cool, man. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, now what do I do? I'm like, now you do the same thing, just on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Same thing over and over. Flip it and reverse it. Yep. 
It's your So I've been doing some kind of like, you know, so anyway, I have this online course thing that I'm doing, right? I saw that. Yeah. But I, I need to make a bunch of videos and already people are asking like, how do I buy the course? How do I buy the course? I'm like, I'm not, I just like, I just put a link to sign up. Like uh, it's not ready yet. You know, I'm looking at early sometime in January, maybe first few weeks of January. Um, but what I've been doing is I've been telling people like, if you want me to do some consulting, I'll log into your computer and I'll just like, we'll do a kind of one-on-one and I'll help you with your system. Uh, it's about DSP. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good with the technical stuff. My background is in IT. So, I mean, all this is just pretty normal to me. And uh, the cool thing is I get to combine IT and technical stuff with audio and psychoacoustic theory, things like that. And, um, yeah, I've had, a, you know, a few people already sign up for a few hours of courses or I guess uh, not courses yet. Like a one-on-one. Uh, one-on-one. Like and the the tech support? Are you tech support? Are you home Yeah, like tech support, tech support. Pretty much, right? Right. Pretty much tech support. And the cool thing is like I'm giving these guys a little extra time because it's helping me make the course better for everybody else. Because they might ask a question like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Let me write that down. You know. So it it's pretty intense. I would say more on the side of advanced, you know, um, DSP. I'm sure Aaron could get down with some of that. It's like a lot of the car audio guys know a lot about DSP and all the crazy stuff you have to do. And it's, yeah. it's, it's days, you know, you're spending a lot of time doing this stuff and that's kind of what I'm teaching. But this one guy, one of his comments, if he's watching, I w- wish he would call in sometime is uh, one of his comments was, man, you made my system sound as if I just upgraded to like, like $4,000 speakers right now. Like my, it's, it sounds like, I spent more money on speakers. So I don't know. Hey, that Joe, was a... I have a question about, so yeah. what was the one thing you did that was the biggest difference? Oh man, I can't give away all my secrets. Is this when you say you, to find out, join the course. Oh, there it is. Well, you <laughs> there it is. See, I wasn't there even ready. Good. You're above, you're above he's, see, you're... he's too professional for me. That was good. So, yeah, I do have the courses. Where is it at? Uh, AV masterclass.com so you can you can kind of go over there sign up and if and anybody's asking uh yeah you can always <laughs> just message me and see if I you want it. to schedule there's something. a picture of joe and you're like mouths all open and shit here <laughs> where <laughs> the same. oh where is this your screen i went to the website AB my mouth's all open oh uh, oh <laughs> I know. I don't know. Angela picked that. I'm like, why did you pick that picture? I look like I'm going to sneeze. A deer in the headlight. I look like I don't know what I'm doing. I got to sneeze. But I got a computer set up here with a microphone. He's like, ooh, I just farted and it stinks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why she picked that one. The next one's better, though. If you scroll down, there's a little video I made. Oh, yeah. There's Joe. Oh, there you go. There's Joe. So, um, yeah, I got to say. I got to say, um, you know, I'm excited about that. It's just going to require a lot of work. I know, um, I think it was uh, Keeping Up With The Joneses. He asked, like, because I announced this when when I was talking to Jeff Clark at MultiQX about Odyssey. And this is not only for MultiQX. This is just, like, it's mostly about DSP. 
it just so happens that uh, Multi QX makes it uh, possible at a lower price. We'll mm -hmm. talk about that later, though. I don't want to get too much into that. You, but we'll you get can back and talk about it this time later. Did, huh? the, did the NDA like lapse? Are we good? Oh, yeah. It's all Never. out in the open. Um, the, the product is out there. It's just more, you know, I don't want to take up, I don't want to do a, another 11 minute speech like last time. Okay. Go so, what's up, FOMO? Aaron? Oh, what are you guys up know, to? It just hit me because I know you put this out last week, Chara, about the HDMI 2.1 loserness, fakeness. I thought, okay, <laughs> I could see the whole device thing. And that hit me. Wait a minute. Cables will be a nightmare because right now you got 2.0 cables and 2.1, but moving forward, they will all be 2.1, even though they're technically, right? You see what I'm saying? Because right now, if you go on Amazon, yeah. The 2.0 really are 2.0, and the 2.1 really are 2.1. But <laughs> with permission of the HDMI organization, they can all relabel even the worst HDMI cable as 2.1. Yeah. And that is bad news. It is. It just, it just means consumers are going to have to look at something else, like bandwidth. Bandwidth is the thing that they got to look at. And, and that's really, really the situation. Because if, if it says HDMI 2.1 and it says the bandwidth is 18 gigabits per second, then it's obviously not, you know, if it's got to be like 48, 48. So for those watching, 48 gigabits per second is the bandwidth for HDMI 2. For, for you know, 8K60, 4K120, I think 10K30, right? Isn't it? Isn't that the thing too? Yeah. They have, so now you have to pull, pull out a spreadsheet and on the spreadsheet, it shows exactly the limits of each, you know, 422, 444, 420, right? It depends on what your bit rate is. And so you have this matrix. I'm like, really? You're going to make consumers do this to, to calculate it themselves to see if this is what the HDMI is capable of? Because 40 gigabits is fine for most things. But then mm -hmm. 48 is that final 5% in so few of the edge cases. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, <sighs> well, whatever. Well, I mean, I, what what are we gonna do about it? I, I mean, it it just it makes us. It, I, hey, more videos, more work for us to help people not buy the wrong thing. And there's right, like, right. um, what is in that article? It had uh, there's a company selling their uh, gaming monitor that only has 2.0 ports as 2.1. Yep, already. 1080p. 1080p. It's 1080p. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh, oh it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck, but um, yeah. I mean, I think I I think uh, Vincent just did a video on it uh, yesterday yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it popped up on my feed. I tried to play it, and like my wife is like, and we're like laying in bed today. She's like, "Who is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, this is Vincent uh, from HDTV Test." She's like, "Good, good." Like, she's like, "Can you actually listen to that?" I'm like, "I usually fall asleep like halfway through the video." So it like it just it's the I don't know. It's just the monotone voice, man. Just I'm just out. I'm out. Remember last year in 2020 when we all said, "Wait till 2021, HDMI will be figured out." It got even worse. <laughs> it went downhill. It's like they it doubled went, down. And made it went worse. from bad to worse. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you know, buyer beware. As usual, as usual. You know, I mean. Um, I'm still pissed that like Yamaha is not going to do any of these updates on their receivers till like February. I, I saw that, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to hold on to this thing. I swapped out receivers like a week ago. Oh, so good. So glad I did it. I got Oro 3D back. 
back. And um, oh, that was a topic I wanted. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, the Twister case is upstairs. So let's talk about this. Here's daylight. Okay. This is what um, Oro 3D sent me. Uh, the people at Oro. So they, they shipped me something from uh, uh, wherever, Belgium. So here is the Oro 3D Blu-ray, right? But on this side is the Dolby Atmos version, right? So if you wanted to compare, and I tried to do this because I was going to be like, oh, I wonder how good or bad both are. In Twister, the Atmos mix is awesome. The Oro 3D mix is awesome. So that begs the question, why are we getting awesome Atmos mixes on a 20-year-old movie? That is the question. Why? I mean, because the German mastering engineers put a lot of thought into it, right? Is that the one from Turbine? Uh, let's see. I don't the know. The one from Germany, right? This is the one, uh, I mean, from, I don't know, from Europe. It yeah, says, yeah. Uh, so they, real quick, they, they have all the data to, to be able to do that 20 years they later? They have all the stuff? They remastered it. They remastered it at Galaxy Studios, I believe. Your buddy Wolfer, you can talk to him. Mm. They used his studio to remaster a lot of these movies, and they got permission from the studios to do it. Turbine, yes. Old. Turbine, yeah. Yeah, Turbine, yeah. So the yeah. reason it's old is the studios gave permission for all the old movies and stuff, right? Maybe Star Wars will be remastered one day. But the new ones, they don't want uh, Turbine to touch it yet, but they could. At any of those movies, just sit to Galaxy Turbine, psh, they'll do it. Yeah, so if you guys like the any of the Marvel Marvel movies, wait 20 years and they'll finally have a good Atmos mix. <laughs> when your hearing goes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's pretty it, and Joe even said it the other day. We were on the phone. He's like, "Man, this Twister, this this old movie has a better mix than than all the new movies." And that's because yeah. they had probably just had the time. Right? They had the time and they had the budget and we just won't get that. I mean, I've been saying it for a long time the 4k disc release of 300 awesome atmos mix you guys should get it i'm actually going to make a video about it i watched half the movie with just the high channels on man <laughs> sasha comes in she's like what what are you doing why is there no volume i'm like oh i'm just listening to the high channels <laughs> and she's like oh <laughs> that's weird yeah man. yeah but anyway anyway yeah um yeah i don't I, know I, I don't know what it is about those like uh some of these movies, I, I've been trying to really figure it out. And I think when it has a really good 5.1 mix, just like if there's a lot going on there, then typically just that already sounds good, right? Because mm -hmm. if you watch a lot of these new ones, there's not even a lot going on there. On um, the surrounds? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you'll hear something directly coming out from a side surround, like the surrounds on the side. And you're like, oh, whoa, that sounds crazy. So, yeah, I think that and um, I do hear a difference between the the lossless one and a compressed one when it comes to movies. Some audio, like just audio only stuff, I, I can't hear as as uh, clearly, mm -hmm. but it's pretty clear when you hear something. What is it? Um, what's the Dolby one? Pure HD? True. True, True HD. HD. True HD. And then yeah. uh, DTS HD Master. Master, Master right? audio. Yeah. Those are audible. Um, the, but the yeah, seven one mixes, right? Yeah, I watched. Um, what was it Red? That Red Tails movie last night. Mm -hmm. I, yep. I mean, the movie itself wasn't that good, but the audio was good. Yeah. So, so here's where we need we need the movie to be good, 
We need the audio to be good, and it needs to be a movie that came out this year <laughs> or, or, or in the last like eight months. Can, can we get the tr the trifecta, please? <laughs> you just oh. we just watched that miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I actually never watched that movie before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so one? Just, the original or the remake? Or, original, the original one. Good. And uh, my five year old's like. She saw the black and white movie. She's like, boring. <laughs> oh, no. She's looking at the black and white. She's like, oh, this is boring. I'm like, oh, really? The story is not boring. I thought the story was cool. And like, we're talking, we're here talking about, you know, like great audio. And at the end of the day, it has to have a good story. You know, that's, that's the most important thing. Forget color. Why do you say that though? Because my kid, we were watching something. Oh, we watched, we went back and watched Elf and it's a new line cinema movie. Uh -huh. And she goes, oh, like the New Line Cinema logo rolls up. She goes, oh, that's how you know it's old. I was like, what? Because <laughs> like, like, it's like New Line? 15 years ago. Like, come on now. <laughs> oh, Messed man. Up. Oh, it says they merged with Warner Brothers in 2008. I was curious, like, what happened to them. So well, there you go. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, there you go. I love seeing those, like, old intros. Like, sometimes you'll see one, you're like, oh, man, I haven't seen it. What happened to that company? Well, like, uh, RoboCop, like the Orion. Y'all remember the Orion? Orion? Yeah, that was another one. Mm -hmm. But like when you see those, you know you're in for it. Yeah. Was, was Orion? I'm trying to remember if they did Ninja Turtles as well. Oh, I think New Line did Ninja Turtles. Did yeah, anyway. they do any um, Van, uh, Van Damme movies? They probably did. I'm curious now. I'm going to look them up. Oh. Of Orion's family. Definitely, you definitely the RoboCop one. <laughs> Are you guys interested in seeing the new Matrix Resurrected? I yes. Bet you. Oh, yeah, actually. Yes. Absolutely. Hands up. I'm going to the IMAX Theater in Irvine. Joe, you need to go, man. The IMAX, it's, it's legit. You inviting me out? Or oh, yeah, look. Yeah, look. Yeah, they're inviting me out on a, date? A, on a date. Yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'm going to check it out on Christmas Eve. I'll let you know how good it is. All right. Oh. So that means no. That means no. No date for Joe. <laughs> no date night for Joe and FOMO. I'll, I'll sneak in my final headphones. You guys, yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys should, you guys should do a live stream do from that. the theater so, with, so, with a binaural mics. <laughs> do this, okay? Just if you can, quick write binaural recording to see if the bass that in that IMAX theater is the same as what we get when you get back. So no, nothing oh. crazy, just a just a yeah. bass test for those okay. of us who use BEQ. Because that's the first thing I noticed in that Shang-Chi. I'm like, no way. This is, this needs BEQ. But this is an IMAX theater, so you know they're going to boost up that bass, man. Well, I don't know. At, at, at least you'll know what the max is. How about that? Yeah. So you got those binaural. Uh, by the way, I heard, I heard your uh, speakers, your per listened. Am I allowed to say all this? Uh, on, on, uh, with a binaural. The what, oh, what do you mean? I heard your speakers via binaural recording. Oh, oh who, yeah. Who was saying it? Huh? This guy right Nobody. here. Nobody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get the resolution? Like, I, do I don't do that. It was a. It, it was just for us. It was just for us. But yeah, he harassed yeah. me. And he made me do it. He bullied me. I bullied. No, I yeah. cyber bullied me. Joe, I still have the speakers. You're free to. Come by and check it out anytime you want. That's not worth your time, man. Don't worry have about a, it. I have a bunch of your products here, so I can't. One, one, I, I got to trade you first. But um, yeah, I'm They're down. I, I heard on the binaural. I'm like, man, that sounds so clear. Yeah, they sounded unbelievably clear. And and I like that one song that you use as a test, Aaron. Journey song. Cindy Lauper's uh, the, the Journey one. Hey, oh, there's Journey. nothing wrong with Cindy Lauper. I love Cindy Lauper. You can look. 
She bop. That's another good one. I love that song. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. Yeah, it was Journey. I can't remember what song it was though. It was uh something about. I, had a, I was listening to a few crying. different ones. Something about crying. Who's crying now? Dude. Who's crying now? I was like, oh, this this guy left. Is dope. He was like, I got to go listen to Cindy Lauper right now. I yeah. can't wait. That was a dope track. Oh, it doesn't have a lot of bass it. though. It does, but it's oh, just like it's just got a good drum though. Look, look. Thanks to Tim Perry. Hook me up. Oh, oh, dang, son. Yeah, that guy's the man, huh? Tim is That's awesome. awesome. I was awesome. gonna open. Thank you, Tim. You sent me a present. I was gonna open it, but then I got I got too caught up in what I was doing. I wanted to go ahead and open it so I could tell him thank you in person. So thank you, Tim. Is he here? Awesome. No, he's great. not. But he'll watch it back. He'll probably actually just make a video segment just of me thanking him to puff up his ego. So. I mean, I could I can do a live unboxing of the present. It's, I know where it is. I'd have to crawl over there to grab it. I thought about it too. I thought about it too. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a comment in here from Matt that I did want to respond. Oh, there's to. Tim. Tim's here. Oh, is he, he's hey, there. Uh, hey, what's he up, Tim? Tim, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. A little Timmy. South Park. There you go. Uh, somebody, somebody's watching South Park. We had the FOMO of FOMO leaving. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. We were all FOMO'd out. Yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do your own. Sorry, I was looking for this comment. All right, yeah, Matt, no, Matt, Matt Buckmaster says you can't equate lots of height sounds with a good Atmos mix. If you want shit tons of height sounds, put that shit on party mode. No, it's mm -hmm. it's about um, height sounds in the proper place for the scene, right? There's a scene in um, 300. You guys seen 300? It's an older nope. movie, right? You no, I never it? saw it. It's so oh. funny you call it an older movie. It was like 2007, 2007-ish. You're like my daughter now. 2006. It's an old movie. Okay. It's an old, old movie. movie. Well, it's an older movie. 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's a part where all these arrows are flying down, and they're like ducking underneath their their uh, you know shields. And so with all the ear levels off, you hear ding, clank, 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 right, right above you. So as long as it's actually there, like I would be pissed if I spent. It's it, it's really. Um, oh, Matt says that's my point. Um, it really just it, it. There are parts in the movie where there is nothing going on because people are just talking. Now there are parts in the movie where people are talking in a in an enclosed space, and you get like some reflections, which mm -hmm. is cool. But um, but yeah, obviously I don't just want everything coming out of the high channels. Why would I want to do that? Those speakers aren't as good as the, my main speakers, right? So it's just a matter of. Um, the studios actually setting aside the time and budget to do it properly. That's really, you know, so let me chime in here and say, when you got a 5.1 system, right? You got, you put extra effort to put rear speakers. If nothing was happening in the rear speakers, wouldn't you be like, uh, that car, the thing just went by me this way. And yet nothing played in the back speakers. What, what is that about? It's the same thing. It's not like we're saying we will always want the thing to happen. It's just you see it happen on the screen and you expect to happen, you know, it to happen on the audio and it doesn't. Same thing. Something goes upward and you're like, uh, well, that was an opportunity mm -hmm. to use those speakers. What happened? Yeah, so that's all it is. It's not it's not about, oh, we want them to be on all the time. So it's funny. 
Gene, you know, it's funny, like, when you talk about influencers, because a lot of times, like, Gene will say something in, uh, you know, in his video, and everybody will repeat those things. I can see why this thing with, like, news happens, because mm-hmm. they'll say oh, a term, yeah. they'll say a term where it's, like, all channel, it sounds like all channel stereo. Now, all my comments yeah. are, isn't that just all channel stereo? Like, is did you hear the entire thing? I mean, if you think, like, if, if someone, on. if Gene thinks that, Oral upmix sounds like all channel stereo. He needs to um, a get his hearing checked and b stop spreading misinformation because that's really what he's doing. And if if it was just that, if it was just all channel stereo, then uh, congratulations to everybody because just press that button on your stereo, forget Oro, and now you can have the same exact effect. Come on, <laughs> like that's totally whack. Uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty weird too because Don. It's like I, it's just this YouTube thing, right? Don Dunn. I've mm. seen him call Gene the godfather of audio. Now, mm. somebody's gonna, just going to be like, oh, my God, this guy's the godfather of audio. No, he's fucking not. The godfather of audio's name is Bill Putnam. And if he doesn't know who that is, who the fuck? Like, he doesn't know audio. Mm-hmm. Calling himself yeah. the godfather. And then just letting it happen. I'd be yeah. like, no, dude, I'm not the god. I, I'd be like, no, I'm not the godfather of audio. That's Bill Putnam. And if yeah. you guys want to know, the, the godfather of audio on the other side of the pond, is his name is Rupert Neve. If you don't know mm. any of these names, Google it. Check it out. Check Michael it out. would say the the Godfather is somebody else. A little bit. Oh, further oh back. I mean, the Godfather of Soul is James. Brown, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, it's yeah. just interesting to hear when people repeat. They just repeat what what's been said, and it's like, no, no. And they haven't even experienced it. They haven't even experienced it, right? That's no. that's the funny part. The the uh, thing is that I see it happen with us too. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we'll say something and then people will repeat it. I'm like, no, no, hold on a second. Put it back into context. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, we've got to be careful with that, too, because it's a two-way street. Because I've seen people take something that I've said in a review, and then they'll apply it to their own logic or whatever. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work. You can't take one you know, sentence out of a review and apply it to other things, even though they may be similar. So, yeah, we've we've all got to be careful of that. Yeah. Well, I heard in your recent review of the Polks that... You know, something about ring radiators. So ring radiators, radiator, ring radiators. Yeah, yeah. Man. Those things um, are nice. So uh, you have the man. You you just popped out a bunch of videos though, like a like a chicken with eggs. What's up with that? It was terrible. I, I was just trying to. Bad. I was just trying to get. Yeah, exactly. I was just trying to get something done, man. Shut your face. What does that even mean? Popping out. <laughs> well, my my chicken does not even sound like a chicken, by the way. <laughs> it sounded so weird. What's Some the, sort of strange so word. The Numi, the, the, the name and budget speakers, then the Numi one beat out the Sony. I mean, it depends on who you ask. A lot of people. So one thing I I learn every time I make a review is that if you say anything bad about something somebody likes, they come out of the woodwork to tell you about how you're wrong. And it's like, guys, it's just it's just a speaker. Like, yeah. you, you can still buy it. You don't have to not buy it if I say I don't like it. You know, it's a funny thing too. It's like a double edged sword because people are like, oh, well, measurements don't matter. It's all preference. And then it's like, well, if that's true, then why are you even arguing with me? Right. Like, if, if it's purely preference, then why do you care what somebody else says about your speaker? Just go enjoy it. You go. Um, but the point is, you know, you're trying to teach. I don't yeah. know, man. I think the Sony's have their their pros and cons. And I think the Numi's have their pros, but I like the Numi's overall because they're more linear. Um, but at least in the treble region. When, when, 
treble is really non-linear and it's just bouncing around. That drives me nuts. I can forgive mid-range for doing that most of the time, you know, but treble, it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. It bothers me. Hmm. You know, there it's was interesting. A- we were talking about how interpreting the graphs is like a kind of like a, a subjective part. It, it, yeah, it could, absolutely right? can. It depends on what you're looking at and what you're trying to take away from it. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's complicated. You can't just look at one graph and say, this is the best thing. You've got to look at all the different things and try to understand, okay, well, why does this matter to me? You know, well, it's hmm. tough. It is. It's tough. You know, I try to I try to stress certain key things that I look at. But it doesn't mean that everybody else is going to be concerned about the exact same things, you know? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if I could just throw out the data and say, all right, have fun, you know, I'd be out in 30 seconds. Here it is. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. Yeah. I saw a message here, kind of like how measurements don't matter to me. Um, you know, so the, the thing is, the thing is, there's certain things that are just wrong, though. Right? Oh, absolutely. So if I say, you know, oh, this thing has a ton of bass. And it doesn't. And it doesn't have any base. Well, that's, that's just wrong. It's not exactly. like or, or it's, it's like not like I'm peak, saying you got a peak at like fifty, sixty, or a big yeah. old bump yeah, in yeah. the back there. You're like, oh, this thing has no base. And you're like, right. well, what do you mean? It totally looks like there's base. Yeah. Or the thing is all over the place. It's all over the all over the place. It's, and then so you're saying like, oh, this is a pretty oh, it's neutral flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds smooth. Like, does it? <laughs> Like uh, Sony, a lot of people were, were replying, you know, uh, sounds detailed. And, and one guy even said sharp. And I'm like, yeah, but you see that in the data. Like, and that's what I'm trying to get people to come around to. Like, it's fine if you like it and I don't, I don't care. But you're trying to understand what the data means to you as a consumer, because then you're making the right purchase decisions for yourself later down the line. It's not about who has the best stuff or the coolest stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, but anyway, well, it's getting better. Look at those two graphs. Um, from those two speakers and say, oh, the Sony kind of looks better in some ways. Yeah, like, no, you absolutely I, could. You know, like maybe yeah. for me, I could look at the same data, listen to the same speaker, and say I like the Sony better. Yeah, well, and that's what I said in the review. You know, I was saying, for me, I'm looking at the treble region mm-hmm. because there's nothing you can do about the treble region. With the Numi, you can stuff the port, you can put it against the wall, you can boost up the low end and make it more flat overall, but... You can't stuff the port on the Sony because you'll just make it boomy bass and it's going to roll off super steep and it's not good. With the Numi, it was more, it was smoother on access to the to the treble region, and I like that. But that's the point, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I like. This is what I'm telling you. Oh, if you don't like that, then okay, you do the other thing. You know, do the opposite of me if you don't like what I'm saying. There, there's certain graphs that I that you put out that I really like, like the plus or minus 1.5 and the plus and minus 3 dB. Yeah, graph. Like I, I've copied that straight up. Yeah, I know. I've seen right? it. It's all right though. So, I'm like, this is a great idea because it just easily shows you. Yeah, yeah. Where's the minus three dB point? Okay, well that line. <laughs> see yeah. where the across is that line, or that's where it is. Right. Um, and then is it staying within the middle line, the the three dB point, or yeah. is it going way out, way off? I mean, those are pretty easy to understand, and you can see where it's happening, right? Right. Yeah. So. I like those types of graphs. I think maybe maybe there's some room for you to kind of make your own kind of graph like you did there. Yeah. Kind of boil things down even simpler. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder I if there's an equivalent to, to that when it comes to directivity index. Well, that's really what the spinorama data is for, though. You know, you have your early reflections directivity, and then you have your sound power directivity. You know, and I really just look at the early reflections 
and kind of focus on those. Like, what's it doing in the frontal hemisphere with one rear wall bounce? But well, I'm saying when you look at the directivity index, mm-hmm. the, there's no graph. Like, does it fit within this? Like, what's the well, range? Like, oh, you know, like what is yes. bad, what is good, right? Right, right. Well, and that so that's where you start getting into preference because as long as it's linear, that's a good thing. Anytime it deviates from linear, and I mean like. It could be a straight up and down line, or it could be a flat line going that's, across the X axis. Yeah. So anything in between there is like how wide that radiation pattern is, and that's up to you what you like. So th- and that's why this stuff isn't really as straightforward as some people like to make it. Like I see people posting on ASR sometimes, a mirror will do a review, and then they'll start saying, "Oh, it's a horrible speaker," and I'm like, "Well, you see a horrible speaker, but I see things that are pretty good about what you would call a horrible speaker. So like, yeah, you know, with directivity, it gets me confused when it's linear here, right? Boom. It's linear. And then it goes up like this, let's say. Yeah. And then it's linear again. Like, all right. So what does that mean? Like it's linear here. It's linear here. It's linear here, but somewhere there's not. What do you, right. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good point. So that's one that is kind of hard to explain, but, Basically, at any point when it becomes nonlinear, you can't do anything about it EQ-wise. So that's one bad thing about it, you know? But I see what you're saying. Like, okay, when it makes that jump from one, well, it's actually still linear through here. So is that bad or good? Well, it kind of depends, you know? So you've got to... that hinge right where it hinge? Right. So then you've got to go back to the other data sets and look at it and try to understand, well, what's causing that? You know, is it a vertical thing? And if it's vertical, then that's not really that big of a deal. Or as big of a deal, but... I don't know, man. I enjoy it. Hopefully people get something out of it. That's really all I'm trying to do at the end of the day is just help people be informed, you know, because we can't make those decisions. It's up to you to spend your money and figure out what you like. Tecton. So rumor has it, I'm supposed to be getting a Tecton speaker. Rumor has it. Or rumor it has an, it. An Adele song. Rumor oh, so has somebody um, posted. Okay. First of all, Chris Wyndham, thank you for the super chat. Uh, yes. The new me powered are pretty good with ports stuffed and new firmware. They are. They're actually really good with those things. People stuffing ports. Stuffing ports. Okay. Port. Stuffing Stuff. ports. Stuff your back. Okay. V. Gianna. G- G- oh, I get it. Oh, yep. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. The music engineers podcasts working on spatial audio are all excited about the format and generally generally agree to be aggressive with Atmos. So it looks like the future is bright. Um, now, I have been watching parts because this is a very long video for me to sit down and watch um, all the way through. It's like four and a half hours. Um, this is Dolby Atmos discussion panel with Andrew Sheps uh, talks to awesome people. So this guy here on the bottom left, his name is Fabrice Dupont. And I learned how to mix through his like course. Uh, this guy works on a whole bunch of stuff. And so they are talking about the um, implementation of Atmos in current uh, music studios for music and movies, right? And how viable it is for this to happen. So I'll, I'll put a link in the description. You guys can check it out and um, hear what these um, actual mixing engineers are saying about Atmos and adding that workflow uh, in a larger scale. So, yeah, check that out at some point. That's interesting. Four hours though. And that's what I say. I'm like, I have like a few eight hour graveyard shifts, but like I'm I'm doing like half an hour at a time. Like well, like with stuff like that though, you don't actually have to watch them, right? I mean, you could just listen yeah. to it. So stuff like that, I like pulling up on my phone and 
when I'm driving to work or something and set it down mm -hmm. to the side and just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, I just dropped it into the chat there. You guys, oh, oh, or is it not going to go? There it is. Yeah. It's there. It's there. Oh, yeah. You man. can either watch that or you can spend nine hours watching that Beatles get back or how, six it. hours. How long is it? Six hours? Kind of. I, I don't know. I started yeah. watching. I got like 30 minutes into it and I was like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do this later. <laughs> so. Tecton reminds me of spider eyes. Ugly. Can't, can't unsee them. <laughs> oh, boy, Isn't it kind of creepy? All those tweeters surrounding one center. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it totally makes sense. It actually makes me think of, um, gosh, honey, I shrunk the kids. Mm. So the yeah. spider comes out to fight auntie. Oh no, it's the scorpion. Sorry. What is it then? I'll have to think of it. There's something where they have like a big spider mock-up or something. Comes out of nowhere. Sorry, my anyway. audio got messed up right now. I have my um, all my audio like turned on to or hooked up to a smart switch. And I guess somebody said something that made it turn off. Interesting. Yeah, your, weird. Your lights. You, you ever say anything? It's like, like hey, uh, what do you think of Smeagol on the thing? And the thing, and, and Google answers like, oh, oh, I don't know the answer to that. I'm like, I didn't activate you. <laughs> Always listening, man. Hey, Smeagol. Always watching, Wazowski. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we should always start off with daily hi-fi. Daily hi-fi with that question to all guests. What 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 question? Which what? question? We missed it. The question was which is better, Oro or Atmos? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god. You serious? <laughs> Shots. Of course fired. we know the answer. FOMO we know is, the answer. He's yeah. biased. Oh, logic too. He's biased, <laughs> right. he, he's biased towards uh, Oro because he likes oh, things that are I'm good. Thinking. Which one costs more, right? That's always which one costs more? Which one requires okay. more speakers? That's the best one. That's, okay, the, best that's one. the best one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Makes exactly perfect. what any like custom integrator will tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the best one? Oh, the one I can charge the most for. Except yeah. binaural is the best and it only requires headphones. Uh, well, you, yes. you know, I was gonna talk to you guys about this. Uh, Paul McGowan, the owner of PSA, PS Audio, yeah, had yeah. a Pretty insightful response. I normally don't agree with them, but this one was pretty good. The question was whether high resolution audio gets you closer to the creator's intent. And he was like, no, it gets you closer to the mastering content. And if the mastering guy disagrees with the creator, because <laughs> it goes, it's two different people, right? Oh, and so it's for everything. Content, right? Isn't that the thing is the guy who masters it isn't necessarily the creator, right? No. Well, that's, that's not just high res though. That's everything, right? Everything, everything, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's everything. So and you know, a, uh, I, I, I'm I'm actually making music again now, and so like I I'm going to make a video and be like, okay, since I'm the creator, right? This is what I created, but then this is what that mixing guy, which is also me, this is what the mixer did. <laughs> so who's who's the creative person here? Is who's the creator, the mixer or or the actual person? Because I mean, if you are a, a small band and you're just Looking at the camera really closely. Sorry. There you go. There you go. Now we can see you. Maybe it's the hat. It's too much shadow. I know. It's blocking my whole lighting situation. Yeah, exactly. Here. I think so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm right. Um, you know, an up and coming artist is, you know, if the mixer does like, oh, adds another two, three layers of bass and like, you know, um, 
doubles your vocal track, pans it around, and does all this stuff to make it sound better, they're going to be like, yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, the small band or, you know, one-man show or whatever. So who's the creator in this point? It's right. all a creation, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we go to the mastering engineer who, you know, takes a 24-bit uh, two-channel and, you know, beefs it up in the right places to make it sound, um, you know, the same volume as everything else on the radio or on Spotify or whatever. And there are different LUFS levels for Spotify and Apple Music mastering as opposed to uh, CD mastering and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes they'll pop out like four different masters in usually a 16-bit format, you know, CD, 16441. But um, yeah, who... I, I, I I believe director's intent or creators. I I believe in director's intent for movies. If that movie is mastered in Dolby Vision, the director is there saying, okay, we want this type HDR. We want HDR with this amount here for this scene. The next scene is different. The next scene is different. So for there, the director is there. When it comes to audio, who knows? Who knows if the artist is there or or involved? When it comes to audio, the director in a video, or sorry, in a movie, they might do, they might be there for the 7-1 mix, but then that 7-1 mix gets sent to an Atmos engineer, an Atmos mixer with a bunch of stems and all the, uh, you know, accoutrement, right, of all the audio and the special effects. And then they are the ones that just, all right, oh, there's a plane flying. Okay, let's put it, you know, so there's, there's no director involved in, in that process. And even in the music, there was a pretty cool interview that uh, Steve Gutenberg had with a producer in New York. And he was saying, singers think they have a great voice. And then I add the compression, the magic. And I'm like, oh, that sounds even better. Yeah, I like that. How much of that was that producer? Goes, yeah, I know. I could, I could do magic with your voice. Because so many singers like, don't touch my voice. He goes, let me do my thing. And then you listen like, oh, okay, this sounds better. And it was a compression and adding whatever, right? And I'm thinking, yeah. there, there's like a there's a there. I have all these plugins. There's a deesser, right, to take all the sibilance off all those letters, right? And sometimes you'll just go in and just delete the their breaths because a lot of the times in in a normal recording on in music you don't hear them taking breaths. Just listen to a song. You don't hear them taking any breaths because the mixer has gotten in there and cut it out. I, and mm. I've done it before on plenty of you know people are just like they're. They're doing the rap. Like you want to take that shit out. Like nobody wants to hear that in the song, you know? So um there's a lot that goes into it that people don't know. And if you were to like, have you guys heard like some of the uh Freddie Mercury's like um just the solo vocal recordings? It's fantastic. I think that also lends to like uh today's artists and singers actually not being that great. But you have somebody like Freddie Mercury, um, even oh the the girl from Paramore. I heard her like solo oh, vocal, yeah. like people with actual talent, yeah. you know, are were, you know, because and then back in the day, you had to have talent to be good and be like you know uh, a singer. Now anybody can just you know slap auto tune on there and you know a uh, a half. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Somebody like Jennifer Lopez, great person. You know, great dancer, singer, yeah, not the best. But with all the added plugins and stuff like that, can be above average. But then she's Jennifer Lopez, so there's a lot. Well, a lot hold more on. Going so, with that. so with J Lo, didn't they find out too that Ashanti was actually 
singing a lot of her songs back in the day. Oh, I have no idea. You need to look into that because I, I remember seeing know that. About this. Yeah, That's I remember crazy. seeing that somewhere. Like that, she is saying, um, "Waiting for tonight," or, yeah. or saying like some of the backup or something. Something Ashanti was either singing some of them or she's on the backup or something like that. I don't remember the, the story now. It was trending on Twitter a few months ago, and I was like, Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Old Ashanti. I saw her, I saw her. Um, I don't know how I got invited to this thing where she was recording her song with LL Cool J. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, like we're like, I don't know, they're making a video and they, they invited us or something like uh, that. I we were just. But, Sasha's watching that old uh, old show, Las Vegas, and Ashanti oh, was just that in show. one of the episodes. So, like, this is so weird. You're talking about Ashanti. You brought <laughs> her awesome. up because I just saw her like uh, two hours ago upstairs. Dude, I love um, that show. But um, what you call it? I just remember seeing a huge fan. So, like, when she'd sing, like, all this, like, wind was, like, blowing her hair. I'm like, oh, that's how they do it. There's a huge fan right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I cheated. Our biggest fan. Yeah. Oh but, um, yeah! Oh, <laughs> by the way, going back to that that Beatles, uh, what is it? Get back? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like when you hear Paul or or John singing on there, it's just like so natural. Like yeah. sometimes they'll just say something. They'll just say a few. Ver- I'm like, dude, that already sounds good. Or they'll, yeah. they'll they'll yell something, and it's not clean, but it just sounds so good. That's what people say about my voice too. Yeah, that's just how you roll, huh? I mean, Ease. it's just that good, huh? You know, some some of you guys are lucky. Did did uh, FOMO? <laughs> did you get the question, bro, from Don? Let's yeah, see he's a, he's about to go FOMO tour right now. Let's see FOMO's uh, theater. You guys want to tour right now? I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Let me point the short. See, I can't see, so let me see. <laughs> uh oh, it's right. all on you now. All right. Okay. So if you look on the ceiling up there, hope I don't disconnect this. Oh All God. right. We've got like some. Show us your oh, cables. Cables. Oh, Show okay. us your junk live. So you got, you see a couple of ceiling yeah. speakers right there on the right. Yeah. Let me speak yeah. over here. And then. It's a nice way to TV. do uh, some atmosphere. See all that? That's there. a full Oro setup. Oh, yeah. I see a center height up there. And then this is my Kaleidoscape gear that I'm reviewing. Oh, I, I like that Rui Pro fiber cable. Yeah. That's my trim out there that's not yet connected. And yeah, it's kind of a mess right now. So, but this is the life of a gear re- reviewer. I think yeah. when Joe came here, he was like, oh my God. That was like his first comment. You had to squeeze in. Like, I was like, there's this like, hallway. I'm like, oh, what is this huge box? Oh, that's a JTR. And then. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I my hope is to get everything ready for the 83 inch OLED for my reviews later. But yeah, no, it's oh, which it's one are you getting? There. The Big Daddy, right? A- yeah, yeah, the one that uh, Brandon has. I, I've been putting him off because I had to finish installing all of my ceiling speakers and stuff, right? But now that I've taken down everything from the wall, I have room for the 83 inch, and yeah, we'll have some yeah. fun. Yes, keeping up with the Joneses for televisions. He has them mounted so that you just do the side by side. And I would imagine it's hard to swap. It's not the easiest thing to swap one out for the newest. Oh, <laughs> are those all 65 inch? Three of them are 65. One of them is a 55, the TCL, but I have mm-hmm. the two, the Sony X95J and the A90J next to each other on top and the QN90A on the bottom. And I need to make room for next year's TV. So 
But I have to hold on to them long enough to compare it and mm. see what the improvements are, and then it's time to. And you gotta swap some more, don't you? <laughs> like swap I, out, swap. Time to call my family and say, hey, you know, it's that time of the year. You guys want to buy a TV cheap? Yeah. <laughs> Remember you asked me. I don't, I don't even dare. Stands that holds like a couple TVs. I'm like, what am I gonna do with that? I don't know what to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know, um, you know, my favorite part of my 83 inch OLED upgrade is that the 65 inch OLED is now in the bedroom and we're so much closer to that. That thing looks awesome. Oh, my God. Having so much fun, fun or just really enjoying that TV in the bedroom. A six... Note to self, people, get a 65 inch TV in your bedroom, preferably an OLED because you're probably watching at night. And it's just amazing. Uh, amazing. We're watching The Witcher season two. Weird show, but man, it looks so good. Fumble? And I know it's compressed. Here's a question for you. You going to CES? See it on the screen. Are you guys going to CES? FOMO is. I will be there. I, are you going to be there with gloves on? Because I don't want to watch anything. Do there it. are no gloves. It, it's got to it. be the gloves. <laughs> and, and well, now it's a health hazard, right? If I go there. Oh, so perfect. Even better. And... <laughs> the gloves it's, coming it's in more handy, right? Uh, what is it? Uh, the Korean Startup and Entrepreneurship Organization retaining me to film all 25 of their startups. Like, just take a whole day. I'm like, I don't speak Korean. Like, oh, it's okay. Just film us to put them on live stream on my on your channel. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't know if my viewers would be like coming on. Oh, look at all these Korean startups. I was like, so I have to prep my people. Get ready on this Get day. ready for a whole lot of CES stuff. Madness. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to CES um, because of, well, I just, uh, I spent too much money on, you know, DJ mixers and stuff. And and then I can't walk, so yeah, that's also that's kind of be important. A you, big problem in Vegas. How much? How much did we walk last time we were there, Chana? Like oh, twenty five miles, dude. It was ridiculous. Joe actually went. We actually went to the Nike store. Oh, and that's where I saw Floyd Mayweather, and he all gave me this dirty ass look because he thought I was like trying to take a picture of him or something. But that dude's yeah, really. Short. I just ignored really, him. Really Remember? short. He walked yeah. by me. I was like, yeah. Yeah, so we were at the Nike shop in one of, I don't know, what, Caesars or whatever shops. And Joe was like, yeah, dude, I got to get shoes, man. Yeah, it was at night. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. He had a big old entourage with him, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. He was uh, buying everybody else shoes. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yo, yo, my crew. But I'm like, "Eh, I don't know this guy. Like, I mean, I've seen him, but I don't know him. So yeah, I'm not going to try to say hi to him or anything. He's like 50 cents. They're both both like short and they have this like. Complex. They kind of like a little like Napoleon thing. Well, to be honest, it'll whoop your ass though. Yeah, I was gonna say, but they can hundred percent and everybody hundred percent. I gotta call JCVD, you know, to come for backup. All like, the way for real from Brussels. Like... <laughs> yeah. uh, James, uh, I I had surgery about a month ago. Um, oh, you know what? Well, you know what else was great about this weekend? My stool, my shower stool, and like little suction cup handle thing came in, so I finally got to shower at home. This what? is the first shower I've taken at home in a month. Yeah. So like suction cup stool. Yeah. So there's a handle that suction cups to the wall of the shower. So I can actually hold on. I got, you know, cause I got, I can't, I still can't put any uh, uh, weight on my leg. Right. And so getting into the shower is it's a bathtub. It's not a, like a walk-in shower. So getting in is kind of a pain. Um, so I've been showering at work because they have an ADA shower. 
like, hey, can I use the shower? It's got a bench and like all this stuff. And like I can like wheel, wheel up. Uh, so I've been taking like shells on the floor. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> um, so like I've been showering there, and then we have like a um a pool here at our complex, a pool that's like covered, like a, it's got a big old structure, and they have uh bathrooms in there, men's and women's. Mm-hmm. So there's a shower in there. That's a stand-up shower. So I can pretty much roll. So I've been doing that. So this is the yeah. first time in like a month I've showered at home, which is fantastic. I just realized I'm wearing a, a Manny Pacquiao. Oh. We're talking about Floyd Mayweather. Oh, shots fired. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> I used the three shells. Yes, exactly. Three seashells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, also part of my great weekend. <laughs> Yeah, taking a shower. <laughs> uh, last night, last night I got a chance to try out near field subs. Oh, that's right. I saw the picture. Yeah, I was thinking. The of Joe doing showed four us the picture of, of three subwoofers right behind. Actually, his red, it was four. Red, I, red before red I moved, four. I'm gonna move another wow. one. But uh, so three of them are not like like the best subs. But I was thinking like hmm, maybe with some some optimization, you could kind of use them in a certain way. But then I was started thinking like. Where subs really need the most help, where you're what you're paying for is usually like 25 hertz and under, right? When you spend extra money, you're getting 25 hertz and below, like at high SPLs, clean. And I'm like, mm, it could be that these other ones are just going to add more distortion at levels at, at at frequencies that all subs can easily play loud. You know, 40 hertz and above, like all subs can play that loud. So I don't know that I need extra bass there. So I don't know. Anyway, I tried the SB3000 behind the chair. I'm like, oh, I totally get it. Because I had uh, one of those uh, bass shakers from Parts Express. And it's just different, man. I don't know how to... No, you would it you would prefer a subwoofer right behind your chair as, to, as opposed to a bass shaker in the chair. Yeah, I can't explain why though yet. You know what I mean? It has something to do with like the fact that sound is actually coming out of it. Mm. Right. Um, versus the other one is, is it just of, is a bass shaker just vibration? Is that all it is? It, you know what? I think a bass shaker is more like just like a voice coil, but it's using whatever surface that it's on as, as the cone, cone kind of right. Ah. So if you're putting it on something that's rattly, it's going to shake it and make it rattly, right? Uh-huh. Got it. So it kind of takes on whatever. So where the subwoofer actually has like um, a wave. It's putting out yeah, it's audio. putting out good sound, in addition to the the tactile feel of it. So it just, I guess, sounded the most natural. You know, I don't know how to explain it yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. Hmm. But there's definitely something to do with the fact that I'm hearing and feeling the the bass at the same time, and it's coming from the same place. Hmm. So is there a lot is there a lot less time aligning that needs to be done since the subwoofer is so much closer? Well, yeah. Well, you have to align that you sub have to push to the your subs out. Right? Yeah. So they all have to play at the same time, but I don't know what it is exactly. I think it has mm-hmm. to do with the fact that it's perfectly aligned. When you hear the sound and you feel it, it's like it's coming from that sub mm-hmm. and there's no there's nothing about it that's a uh, that you have to tweak. As far yeah. as the sound and the feeling coming from the same location, but I'll, I'm gonna do some more testing and try to figure out what it is about it. But mm-hmm. I do like it for sure. And the other good thing about it is you don't have to play your movie as loud. Like if you want to feel ah. that bass sensation, 
it's it's right there. You know what I mean? If you have to, you can actually every, just turn that one up. You're gonna be like, um, what in that movie, uh, the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts? Just straddle the oh, speaker. James <laughs> just straddle the speaker, bro. There you go. You want to get the best feeling? Sit on the speaker. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty intense. Like you could, you know, you're getting some some shaking going on there. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, right. I wish right. Michael was here so he'd be like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, make, on, he made that video like shit. comparing. Uh, what a near field sub versus like those hover type of things mm-hmm. when you have oh, subs right, underneath right, right. Uh, versus versus um, like what is it transducers? Yeah, I got gotcha. uh, He liked gotcha. he liked the near field base the best. Um, what super else? Chat what else? Here. Oh. Super yeah. chat here from uh, Travis Sylvania. Thank you so much for the super chat. Happy holidays. Just a request. Can you reach out to DexQ, Aussie company, because their revised product stack comes out in 2022. It has proprietary room correction and high pass, low pass filter. DEQX. Yeah. So that brand is legit. I know a guy who used to run them even in car audio, like back in 2008, he had one modified for 12 volt and ran one. And uh, they had that was the first brand I'd ever heard of that had something what we call like brick wall filters. So, you know, like with an AVR, you get like a standard 24 dB per octave slope, you know, for your sub to mains or whatever. But these have or had at the time 96 dB per octave slope, which is about pretty much just like a brick wall instead of a a gentle slope. Those things Mm -hmm. are pretty legit. So I've actually looked at their their new one that's coming out in spring of next year. Uh, It's their I think it's eight channel. Uh, So you run full active with it. And I actually thought about reaching out to them to, to see if they would be willing to send me one to play around with so I could DIY a speaker with it and just tinker around with it and send it back. Yeah, I'd You love guys would stuff. probably be much better suited for that because that's I think it's this is more like up y'all's up y'all's wheelhouse. I would only care for it from the perspective of DIYing, but this is like a mini DSP on steroids. Basically. I don't know, man. You get pretty crazy with the DSP stuff. You know yeah, about no. filters and like you, but yeah, you I'm thinking crazy. like the the room EQ in here and all that kind of stuff. Like that would be good for I think it would probably be better suited from a manufacturer's perspective to have like a home theater reviewer review it mm-hmm. rather than me who's going to be looking at it from more of the perspective of uh DIYing an active speaker. I mean mm-hmm. there, that would be a there's a market for that, but it's a much more niche market than than I think but, they would care to. To go you know, I agree with you, Aaron, though. It looks like it's designed for active speakers rather yeah. than home theater. The way they split it, highs, mids, and lows, right. I'm convinced it's for a pair of speakers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. But I don't know. I might try, but I'm willing to bet they're going to say, nah. Send it over to Joe. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd with this. Oh, cool. It comes with a mic. So Sonarworks wants me to review their thing. Oh, oh cool. cool. This is probably like the same mic as everybody else uses. Is it? Uh, is it that uh, awesome. software room correction thing? Yeah, this is more, I think, for your computer. Yeah, this. Yeah, I think it's for like music studio music because I've seen that on music sites all the time. So yeah. I'm nerd with this stuff. Any, anything DSP related. I mean, the concepts are pretty similar. It's just the automatic stuff that they try to do that's different, like how they approach the the automatic part, but for the most part, some either give you more flexibility, um, you know, different types of filters that you can use. But for the most part, you're kind of trying to do the same thing, I think. Have you guys, uh, this is a great question from Juan, have you seen the upcoming Emotiva $1,000 13-channel processor? 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, Aro no, has not. Does it have Aro? Aro 3D? Does it? No. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Sure. They're like, Joe won't like it. No Aro. <laughs> Elin, I think, just recently you put a made a review of that. And also, there's another one from Tone Winner. Dude, Something I've tried to contact that. them like so many times about just getting something in for review, whether it's their amplifier or the processor. You know, I got nothing. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know, I don't know if I'd want to buy a a processor from you know some of these companies. Like, I it's kind of one where you you want to kind of play that safe. I think a lot a lot of room for mistakes when it comes to processors because now you're doing audio and video. Mm-hmm. Talking about like a little computer there, so. It's expensive. You have to have a team of engineers that know the system on the chip. It's so much work. I I, I just get a Sound United thingy, and then if yeah. there's a problem, you just call them and return it. You know, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dean says Rob H. So Rob H. from AV Rant said in last week's podcast that Oro Upmixer is no more than delayed lower channel information placed in the high channels. Any truth? Um, I'm actually making a video about this. That's partially... Partially true, but uh, I've shown Aaron that there's other stuff that like that I've measured that it does differently. You can't just automatically just do that, right? Because the, you'd run into issues if you did exactly what he's recommended. And by the way, I'm I'm a fan of Rob H. I've emailed with him before. He's awesome. Um, so you know, I'll I'll probably talk to him sometime and see what if what he found and you know, kind of compare notes. Again, we're just trying to figure this stuff out. It's not like they're out here saying this is exactly what we do. We're there is some truth to what he's saying, but uh, you know, there's some stuff in the details that is important. I I, uh, I did it. I I I'm trying to do a binaural demo of you know Atmos versus the Oro up mixer in scenes where like like I'm just picking a movie. I pick V for Vendetta, right? And there's just a lot missing out of the height channels where there should be something in the height channels. These people are like fighting in like a tunnel way. So you're supposed to hear, you're going to hear reflections mm-hmm. up top, but you don't hear anything on the Atmos. Then there's a dog barking. There's people with like, you know, spears and swords and shit. Like all that clanking and stuff is going to be coming up from up top as well because of the space that you're in. And then when there's nothing actually going on up there, then there's nothing actually going on up there. So it's like, like, like I don't know. Uh, are are people just trying to use the up mixer just to say it's bad because they want to up mix two channel music? You know, I think, it's. I think people are getting confused. Like they think that everything that that is coming from up top should be discrete, right? It should be its own channel and play its own sounds. But the up mixer, of course, doesn't have that like it's it's up mixing what's coming from the ear level speakers but to me it's kind of simple in that if you think of a a room as a square most rooms are rectangles right mm-hmm. uh so when you have 5.1 that's just the lower level all the oral up mixer is trying to do is add a height channel element yeah yeah height element and so if you are just replicating some of it delaying it and doing some other things to the sound it's, it's kind of predictable, is what I'm saying. If you go into a room, you kind of can predict what is happening up top. It's not like, you know, something special is supposed to happen. When you're in a box, which you are in most rooms, some shape of a box, then you can kind of predict what happens above you. And I think that's why, you know, 
a lot of people are kind of like, oh, well, you know, you can't pr properly place something over here, over there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm going to show yeah. you guys in a video what's up. I mean, it, it it also begs to the, you know, the question, like, which is better, object-based or channel-based? Because Oro is still channel-based. Mm -hmm. And I know that confusing-ass graphic that Wilfred put up on screen. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I'm trying to I'm trying to explain it as simply as possible. So, you know, I can also say, well, if there's one specific thing that's supposed to fly right here and it's supposed to be precise, then of course you want that as part of the mix. That'll always be better than if you were to up mix, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For that one particular case where something needs to fly like perfectly, you know, in a certain above spot, or around right? your head, yeah, very precisely. But what? Are, let me just say this: If you're in a room and it doesn't have any height effects, that's for most of the movie, you know. So if you have to trade, okay, I want some more precision on that one part where it does this, versus the rest of the movie not having height effects at all when it actually should, because you are always in a room. You know, I think that's that's the case. Is you want? I want kind of some sort of height effect. Most of the time, realistic height effect. By the way, yeah. um, let's see here. Oh, I wanted to talk about real quick multi QX. You guys haven't checked uh, check that out, Chana. You need to check that out. Well, I oh my oh. god, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, hold on, cocktail okay. delivery. Hold on. Oh, handle. Thank you. Yeah, you got to check out multi UX. So uh, a lot of people were complaining about uh, the price, and I totally, I totally get it. You know, um, what is it an add-on to what you already have? Like, what's the requirement? So, so what's the requirement? Will it go on yeah. anything that has multi EQ already? Yeah, anything, anything that, uh, anything that um, that can work with the editor app, you can use okay. multi QX. It's two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks, and the thing. So I've told this. I told Jeff this. I was like, the first day I was seeing all the comments. I'm like, you guys got to rethink this licensing thing because people hate it. You know what I mean? Like people are upset about this. They want to buy it, but they just don't. They don't feel good about this part where it's tied to the user, and it's also tied to the unit, right? Right, so, so if you sell it, somebody else is going to have to buy it. They later. have to buy it again, but you're going to replace your thing, and now you have to buy it again. Right, yeah, that's messed up. No. They so need to figure something, something out. Something Wait, so, so it's non-transferable. Right. Yeah. So the new person buying your old AVR has to buy, has to pay the 200 to get it, too? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you, yeah, get, so, you get hit twice, because then you lose money on the resale, and then you have yeah. to pay for it again. Yes. So there's something yeah, there. Sucks. Uh, and I think I'm trying to look at it from both perspectives where they're the way the Odyssey sees it is, well, this is a pro thing that's made for, you know, installers and they're, they don't want them to just like buy one license and then just use it on all the oh, ABRs that they sell. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they have to figure that out. Um, I think people really need to realize that Odyssey sound United Different companies, separate companies, right? Yeah, so right. Yeah, Sound United could be all balling. It doesn't mean that Odyssey's like 
super balling, you know, they're like semi balling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just, the point is they're, they're different companies. And, um, even so I want a public apology to, to Ooh. keeping up with the Joneses. Cause in that video, I was like, you know, I was kind of like just being, I don't know. People were like, oh, 200 bucks, 200 bucks. And I, I think it's a great deal, right? So I joking, I thought I was obviously joking, but I was like, dude, don't don't you don't you uh don't you like to get paid? I, I said to Jeff, like, do you work for free? And I think um <laughs> uh Tristan, I know you kind of took that a different way and I can understand, but um definitely didn't mean it that way. All I'm saying is I do think that it's a good deal for a specific person, right? It's not if you're expecting a better auto EQ, you're not going to get that. Whatever you came whatever your AVR came with, it's already going to be pretty much the same thing. If you just want a little bit of ability to tune it and turn off mid-range compensation and kind of make a custom curve, the $20 app does that. But for the very small percentage of people who want to do what I want to do, which is use it as like a filter bank, right? I want to take measurements with REW. I want to come up with my own PEQ filters, but now I need a place to put all of them. That's what this allows me to do. And so I would say the equivalent would be having to get a mini DSP with, you know, let's say, Ch Chana, you have like 13 channels. FOMO, how many channels you got? I mean, I can try to do 13. <laughs> how many speakers do you have? I have 17. 17. Okay, so you would need to get probably 20 channels. Well, um, do you, I have two subs, so 14 plus two subs. Okay. So you you probably want like, you, you'd need two 10 by 10s mm. for mini DSP. And then you could put in all your PEQ filters if you wanted to equalize each one. Yeah. Right? That's too much work. Well, it's too it much sounds work like a lot. For, for like most, most people, right? Most but for me, yeah. for me, it's not too much work. I mean, I, I'm not buying a Trinov. Okay, I can't. I'm not that baller. So and we we kind of like talked about this in the after show last week. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ton was talking about the four months it took him to learn all this information and put it in and dial in his Yamaha. And he's like, "Oh yeah, if I had the money, the train off just did it." So and then you know would just do it all, and I would save the time. But then you know yep. it's a lot of money. It is right? a lot of money. I would. I would say that I think that I do certain things better. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, I like, I like the public apology. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, people on YouTube that will actually say they're wrong when they're wrong. And so that, yeah. that, well, that was cool. How about this, Aaron? Would you say I'm never wrong. <laughs> would you say for the guys who are excellent at doing, uh, are, are excellent at DSPing their car audio system for sound quality? Is there any auto, Anything that would do a better job yeah, than so, them? So direct comes the closest. And I'd say it probably gets you maybe 80 to 90% as good as the best of the best can tune a system manually. But direct sucks with mid-bass and it cannot fix phase integration issues on its own. So like if you set the polarity incorrectly, or if you wire it incorrectly, it's, it's not going to know that you did that wrong and know to flip it. It's just going to assume that you did it the best you could and it'll fix what it can, and it, it won't be able to fix what it can't, right? So absolutely, there's a limit where if you have enough experience and you have the time, 
then you can do better with less. It's the same old argument for DIY versus not DIY, right? Mm -hmm. So personally speaking, um, you know, if I had the time, then I'm going to do everything myself. But if I'm looking for something like my home theater upstairs, I just run uh, Odyssey through it because it's easy. Or I run direct depending on if I'm using the mini DSP, you know? So it just depends. It really does how much you care. Some well, people you said, like you, you just don't care. Even nine, what would you say? Ninety percent, right? Other way, I'd say so. I mean, it gets you it, and that's direct. Now, the other ones up until direct came out a few years ago were terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. they might get you fifty to sixty percent of the way, mm-hmm. but the time alignment was still a little bit funky. There was still phase misalignments. Mm-hmm. Um, EQ stuff was kind of weird, but it also depends on the DSP that you use and how many filters are on tap, um, and what kind of processing it uses as well. So. Yeah, it, it's really just, a, it depends, like everything in audio. It's a pros and cons game. So how well, good are you at doing this thing versus not? So that that's kind of where I'm at, is 10% is a big difference, right? So if I can get somebody, you know, an extra 5%, you know how much people pay for an extra 5% increase when you already have a pretty decent sound system? It's a, Dude, I can, a big percent. You can <laughs> chalk it up to just drive units. Like when I test raw drive units, people always say, well, why should I pay $200 more for this one drive unit when I can get the same thing or almost the same thing for 50 bucks, you know? And I'm like, well, because it gets you that extra 10%, but it's like exponential, man. It's not, this stuff isn't linear, you know? And yeah. knowledge is the same way. It's exponential. Like once you start learning things, you pick it up at a pretty accelerant rate. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I mean, that extra 10% is just, it's everything, right? That's what I'm searching for and i don't mind spending the time to do it and that's who this i believe this multi qx is for and i you know if it were up to me i would market it differently than they're marketing it right they're marketing it towards the pro and i'm saying no market it towards like the hardcore enthusiast which a prosumer prosumer right? yeah there you go Pro-tune. but i don't think that they marketed it that way and um who am i right i'm just a guy who got a chance to beta test it yeah, you know, I'm not their marketing guy or anything like that. I would have approached it differently, um, but you know, well, I'm a little. It's not bit... too late. It's not too late for them to do that, though, right? I mean, they can always about face and say, "All right, well, here's the consumer industry, you know, and or custom installer industry. Now we're going to open it up." I I hope I so, and I think that. that that is a possibility. Talking to Jeff, I think that they really are listening, and when I see some of these forum posts, a lot of them are very like. I don't know, like not constructive, I would say, where they're saying facts about like, well, this is what it is. And, you know, they're they're stating facts, like things that are not untrue. But at the same time, it's also not constructive. Like you're not saying saying what something is, is not the same as coming up with a solution. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of times, like they just want to say, oh, look at how right I am. Okay, good. You're right. Okay, now what? Look how right you are to a bunch of people who you'll never meet in your entire life. What's the solution? Like that's the extra step. Yeah. Be yeah. correct. Tell me the solution. If you're yeah. so smart, you're so correct. What is the fix then? Uh, they don't want to take it to that level. And I hope that they would. I think that that's, that is the next step. And, um, you know, that's what I would encourage these folks in some of the forums is like, come up with solutions. If these guys at Odyssey are listening and I think they are, Help them, you know, help them come up with solutions. Maybe maybe they don't know. Yeah. yeah. So uh <laughs> just sounds like Joe's in the beginnings of creating his own format. 
what is what's my format like like the um room control room correction Joro oh man 3D. i'm offered oh dude I'm... call it joe q Hey, joke you. <laughs> like emo team has got emo Q. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh, no. <laughs> I I do have my own curve that I've come up with. You're a curve. Uh, the joke. Yeah, we don't need a joke. We don't need to see your curves, man. <laughs> All right. Um, twenty six, thirty four, twenty six. By the way, real quick, real quick. Um, uh, rest in peace to Tommy O'Brien. Oh, yes. Uh, if you guys yeah. know, Tommy was the was the creator of cherry amps and uh he passed away recently so that was a surprise i i actually posted on my channel uh they're trying to raise money for his kids because he has some kind of like young kids and they don't have access to you know his funds or whatever because it was a surprise thing and so that's always that's always sad man that's crazy so yeah yeah, yeah. that's the part that gets you when you see that i think he had a 13 year old daughter yeah. One was a little bit had two of them that were a little bit older, but then one was still a younger teenager, and I was like, "Man, that sucks." He's like, a young yeah, guy. For that I saw him on your channel a couple times. What was it the last yeah. summit? Yeah, he he was one of the early supporters of the Hi Fi Summit, and um, yeah, he'll be missed for sure. He's quite a character, and I did get to spend some time talking to him on the phone. Like the phone conversation would just start with me trying to say, "Hey, do you want to do the you know the summit? Yes or no?" But then it would go on for hours. I don't know if that's me or him, probably both of us. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of rough, you know. Isn't he the lead engineer at that Cherry Amp, or his father, or no? That was him. That was all. It's him. Just him. Oh man, that that's it. That's that's it. That's it. That was get it, your bro. Cherry Amps. You know, so we were we were. I was trying to talk to him about like helping him with his website a little bit and. You know, maybe some marketing and like showing them how to like, you know, anyway, kind of crazy. Uh, very much a surprise. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace to uh, to Tommy O'Brien. Yeah. He was, let's, he was let's a good give dude. him a round of applause. Yes. For all, for all that he did for the audio community, he will be missed. Yes, sir. Um, what else? What else we got here? Uh yeah. Oh, do you want to take a call real quick? I know we're uh, over a little bit, but we didn't. I kind of like taking the call. I think we can taking do it. Call. Let's do taking it. A call. Like somebody like, call like in right now. Call. Here's here's the number. Are are you giving love advice? Love advice. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Drew. Love is, line. Yeah. Love line. There's Doctor Drew. Drew there. <laughs> I delivered a pizza to his house once. Yeah. Oh, really? With yeah. Doctor Drew or Adam Carolla? Doctor Drew. He lived like uh, in the top part of like Glendale, so right around where. When you come by, tip? Anna, you yeah, he did visit around here. Oh, dude, you know who's who's was the best tipper was Kevin Costner. Or um, oh, he really? lived, yeah, he lived in La Cunada. They had a huge house, right? And I delivered a pizza, eight dollar pizza, just a sm small cheese pizza. She gave me an eight dollar tip. I was like, oh, thanks, That's nice, <laughs> awesome, yeah. yeah. And, because sometimes I go to these big houses and I get a check for the exact amount. Of the pizza, I'm oh. like, you cheap bastards, yeah. <laughs> cheapskate. Yeah, and then no and then they drop the fireworks in the in the <laughs> pan. Yeah, a bag of pennies making you count it. Oh my god, there was this guy that would do that every Friday. Okay, we called him Reverend Randy because he would always come to this shirt. This is some forty year old dude that came uh, with this sweater. This was like this teal blue green sweater, and it said Heavenly Living. 
right? We knew his name was Randy. So everybody just called him Reverend Randy. And he would give you a bag of 50 cents, 50 cents and pennies as a tip. But he would, he lived with his mom. So he got a check from his mom for $3 over the amount. So she's giving us a $3 tip, but he's asking for $3 back and giving us a bag of 50 cents <laughs> in pennies. <laughs> It would wow. happen every Friday and we'd all like, oh, kind of like, you know, try to time it so we didn't have to take it. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I know all about that life. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine you delivering pizza. I can't. Was my, it was my first job, man. I love I had my Acura Integra. I was, it was all lowered. I was fixing up my car, getting my uh, three JL12s in the trunk. I had to pay for that somehow. You know, uh, my Rockford Fosgate, like 900 uh, watts, 900 watts in the trunk with a one and a half farad capacitor. I didn't even bother oh, with man. the rear speakers. I just put separates up front, Boston acoustic separates up front. Six That's and a half. Awesome. You, you know, know what's I funny think... is like some some cars are just better for like audio. You remember they that? Like, that way. Just, some just have better bass. Like put the same exact subs in a different car. And you're like, eh, not really that good. Yeah. You know SUVs. You know what, Hatchbacks what was and SUVs, really good was that? that was the old bug, the old bug, the arc yeah. of the old bug. Um, yeah, they would just put two twelves in the trunk there, and it was <laughs> yeah. fucking boom everywhere. <laughs> like all the, like on the other side of the high school, I'm like, dude, I bet you that's Dave rolling through over in the front of the school because <laughs> I could just hear it. It's crazy, Dave. Dave. That's Dave Honda CRX. Oh, I remember the oh, CRXs are good. Mm. But yeah, dude, delivering pizza was so much fun, man. Maybe so somebody much. can answer this. Why is it that uh, it seemed that if you turn the subs, like depending on the car, pointing them out towards the trunk versus pointing them in would make a big difference. It doesn't seem like, you know, when we're talking about psycho, well, you know, it doesn't seem like it really matter, matter. It totally does. There, there's a lot of different things with the car. Like sometimes like I had bandpass enclosures for some, mm. some I had sealed enclosures. And then, you know, the last one I had was a false floor and a fiberglass um you know it was built into the spare tire well the the box right so then that sealed firing into the trunk really mm -hmm. um so and there was all and i still had all my trunk space so i don't know there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can do where you so know. you guys give us a call i don't know if this is going to work because we didn't test it out we didn't test it out for the show if you want to make a call Ask us a question. Ask FOMO a question. Ask Aaron a question. Anything else that you want to talk about, FOMO? I know you just wanted to talk to humans today. That is true. <laughs> it was just getting old doing all these videos. I had all these videos, commitments, and stuff. So seeing you guys really great. Yeah, you know. We, yeah, we we're all in the same boat, right? We all have stuff that we need to do, and we're all just, this is our procrastination hour. Station. That's why I like worked out three I last week for Aaron. to get them ready. Aaron. Did yes. Get, so I saw the picture in your post. Did you get the uh, cell then, the Sing Cell Alpha? In? Yeah. So that's the question for Chana. So yeah, they said it's an early impression. I don't want to ruin your your video. Oh, what I've only think? got I've only got one hooked up, but it's a uh, dude. Joe is right. That thing's got some bass. Like I think if I were listening to it and try to do like audiophile mode, I'd have to put that bass limited version on because they've got a, a switch in the in the app where you can do that, but. I really want to listen to it with the three, but I, I emailed them back. They asked if I've started listening to them yet because they want to set up a call. Are they Have they asked you guys to do that yet? Yeah, I haven't really got mine. I haven't got mine. So. You're going to okay. like that, by the way, Aaron, because they're 
they're legit. Like when you know, you think it's gonna be a marketing call. Hopefully, it's the same as the call I got. Yeah. But they had um some lady. She used to be at uh, I think JBL Harmon. Yeah. And so I thought it was just gonna be a pure like marketing thing, but I started talking about like you know measurements, and she was all about it. She just went in there. She was like their their psychoacoustics person. I'm like this is awesome. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I told them that I haven't. I'm not ready for the call yet because. Um, I haven't set all three of them up. And the reason I haven't set all three of them up is because I've got two dogs and a kid and I'm scared. I said, I've got one for now, but as soon as I bring the other ones out, it's going to have to be like for a couple of days and they're going to have to go back up because I don't want those things to get scratched up or messed up or knocked over or something. And she was like, oh, no, I understand. So I think we're going to do something the week after Christmas. So we'll Hopefully go from we there. Chris on here too. Maybe it's just the same set that's on rotation. So so don't break it because I'm probably getting the one that you're getting. Oh, <laughs> you're may, maybe. Maybe that that could be a good yeah. I didn't I didn't think yeah. about that either. My dad actually said he was like, "Well, how much does this cost?" He's like, "This is pretty neat." And I told him, "You know, sixteen hundred or so for the one with the short stand. And if you get the the additional stands, it's like almost two thousand. It's like nineteen and some change." Crazy. And he said, "Oh, never mind." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I like how people look at it though. Like I I saw some of the comments on Facebook, Aaron, and like it's almost like they want it to be garbage, right? I feel like some do, but then I feel like others. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel like it's a little bit both. I feel like it's more. Most people are like, "Oh, that's going to be garbage." But I kind of went into it like, you know, kind of thinking this is going to be kind of weird, you know. But when you fire it up and, and it does a woo, you're like, "All right, this is kind of neat." But what I wanted to say was they need to put like an LED in there, and then I thought, well, it's probably it does. like it does. like it's not like a lamp though is what I'm talking about, oh, like, where you could actually I mean. operate as a lamp. But then, then I thought, well. Long term, you would have to be able to take that thing apart. That would be a total redesign, you know. Like yeah. they would have to engineer it to be taken apart and replaced apart. But yeah. the, but think like if you can also make that a lamp and you can have like kind of music going on while you're laying in bed or something. Yeah, I, and the only know? reason I know about that LED, it's really bright. By the way, I yeah. saw it. And I thought it was a spark. Angela thought it was a spark too. Like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's just LED. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Um, the, I'm just so basic, you know what I mean? I'm so impressed with bass. Yeah, oh, no, you I, it when I, you were here. I get it. I was saying, imagine when you had two, if you had two or three of these, and this is before I realized they had that. So it's almost like these things. Like people think these are crap too, or like they're just like. But no, so that's that's them. another one that I want to have. You guys ever mess with that? Because I've had Dude. a lot of people ask me I, about that. I, I made this video, bro. Look at that. Oh, that's Boom. your video. Oh, I didn't yeah. even realize that. Look at this. Whoa. Room, room. That was like slow motion. Force canceling are... subwoofers. These things oh, are awesome, man. They're expensive. I would oh, yeah, try they're... to get them to send me two because you can run them stereo. Yeah. Um, but uh, but expensive. But at the same time, no other equipment is needed. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Right. And that's it. And they are powerful, man. Like they were playing. And it was actually funny because um, I was shooting the Martin Logan stuff. This was at CD of 2019. Yeah. And I was shooting the Martin Logan stuff. And I just went by there and I was just like, oh, man, these things look cool. Can you play something? And they're like, unfortunately, the system that we're using, we don't have any music. And this, I was like, oh, here, boom, pulled out because I came to CD prepared. I pulled out, you know, a whole bunch of flack and MP3s. And I was just like, here, take whatever you want off of this. And they're yeah. like, really? I was like, yeah, here, you know what? Let's do here. And, and I gave him like, I don't know, like 30 tracks. And of course I gave them five of the ones I wanted to hear. And I was really yeah. into this one song and they, they started playing it and they're like, wow, this is a great song. I'm like, yeah, keep it playing. And I shot all my videos, you know, with that song playing. So, cause it had a lot of bass in it. 
and those yeah. things would just do. It looks so cool. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they like, do. Like, they look I, pretty neat. Underwater. Yeah. Yeah. And I've so, had a lot of people ask about those. I've never heard them. Yeah. Yeah. Devalier. Devalier is a French company. Deviolet. Deviolet. I, I just thought it was like Deviolet or something. I don't know. I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, FOMO, anything else that you wanted to mention? You want to you want to plug your channel, even though everybody knows you already. If you guys want TVs, stop the FOMO, and I'll talk about TVs until your ears fall off. But CES is going to be fun. I think next year will be the year of really, really large affordable TVs because in Australia they have a 100-inch Hisense for 3,500. So you guys remember the H9G from last yep. year, right? Uh-huh. You've seen it. Yeah, they got yeah. it to 100 inches, and now it's discounted to 3,500 US dollars in Australia. I'm thinking, wow! I mean, in two Whoa. years, guys, we're gonna have TVs, 100 inch TVs. <laughs> How heavy is that? And then, you think? and then your US, and then your USTs, 100 inch USTs, out the door. Out Who wants that? Well, That's how exactly. heavy is that? Hold on, how heavy is that? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? 200 pounds. Uh, dude, 150 to 200 pounds. That, dude, that's these um, these mounts that uh, Brandon brought up here for these, oh, like yeah. dude, these things can hold like 300, hmm. 400 pounds. So it's like, yeah. well, I still have a screen that rolls down, so you can't. Oh, see, so you you yeah, because you and then you yeah. can cover up the window, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you'd it just be a t- unless you put the TV in front of the window Who and you just play windows? and you just play outside stuff like like <laughs> you know, or it's just a big art thing. I was, actually on a, I was actually Nature on a cruise shows. ship where that's that's the case. You could either uh, pick one of the rooms where you could see out mm-hmm. or one where there was a camera and the whole window was a, a, a screen. A monitor. Uh-huh. So I'm like, let me just pick that one. I usually pick the one where it has a balcony, but I'm just kind of curious. And it was all right. It was cool. Yeah. And let's see what else. Oh, are you guys into electric vehicles? Like, is that in your future EVs, any kind? I mean, Tesla, I bought, I bought, I bought some Rivian stock when it IPO'd. Oh, oh did you? Nice. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Like, three I've got a bunch of, of stock in uh in elect or lithium batteries. So, or a lithium oh, wow. battery maker. So that's smart. That's a good one. Well, that was that's why I have a financial. This is not advisor. financial advice. Yeah, no, no. That's <laughs> why. That's what I say. That's why I pay somebody to do it. She was like, "Do you have any questions for me?" This was last week when we did our like yearly tag up or whatever, and I was like. Nope, that's why I pay you to do it because I trust you. <laughs> like I trust that you know what you're yeah. doing, and I don't have to do the research myself. So, and here you go. Please make me money. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's a perfect example I mean, of DIY versus trusting a professional I mean, to do something. If I were to like want to have some Tesla stock, yeah, I would have would have loved to have bought some Tesla stock when it IPO'd, right? So I figured, oh, new uh, new electric truck ma- manufacturer Rivian. I was about to IPO at $78 a share. <laughs> Let's go. Let's buy a bunch of that and just leave it alone. So, yeah. 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 See what happens in the next five to 10 years. But yeah, um, what were you saying? So yeah, cool. I'm interested in the Tesla. Oh yeah, that's, my bad. Well, what's bad. up? I'm just thinking of maybe adding some electric vehicle content on my channel, debating whether to start another channel or whatever, because there's so much information that, okay, as complicated as TVs are, I find electric vehicles to be far worse, right? We have the HDMI 2.1, 2.0 plug and whatever. Dude, there are so many plug issues with charging your vehicle, compatible with your home, compatible with whatever, Charge America or, te- I mean, it's so many moving parts, 800 volt system, 400 volt. I'm thinking, you know, 
This is far worse than the TV world. And you're spending, what, 35000 to 100000 And you don't even know if you can charge your damn car. So, <laughs> And wherever you're going or on your way to wherever you're going, can I charge the car? Because yeah, I know I like we have Tesla superchargers um, here in town right? In this open, open lot. And then uh, where I work at 8050, we actually have Tesla chargers. So our hotel or private residence club is on Tesla's website as a place to come charge. And, you know, people would come with their Tesla's. Hey, I here I can charge here. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Let me get you down to the garage. But like the thing is, like they're the slow chargers, So you'd have to stay for like eight hours. So how long like there's there's also that, you know, and some people are like, oh, there's superchargers in Mojave. So what I do is I drive from L.A. to Mojave, <laughs> charge up for an hour while I have lunch right. and then continue on my way to Mammoth. I'm like, good gosh, yeah. like you actually have to plan out your, yep. your charging throughout the day. So, I mean, like, you know, is it really that and convenient? And they're also yeah. saying just overall in the USA, if we hit and I'm just going to throw out a number, let's say 20 percent. EV uh, ownership, there won't be enough electricity for everyone else. But right now, the uptake is so low. We're not noticing the consumption of electricity, but they're saying at some point, we all got to get solar panels because there's not enough electricity being produced in the U.S. to support even a small percentage of EV cars. If everyone decided to get one, definitely not. And I think the well, number right now is like less than 20%. Uh, maybe less than ten percent, right? We're here in California. Do we have to worry? Oh, major, guys have to oh worry. major worries, man. Are we don't our electrical grid? Oh. No, I'm just saying if, if you were to get solar. Oh uh, no, yeah, we, we have oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna get solar, get it soon because prices are gonna go through the roof. Not because of any anything other than there's not enough installers out there. Uh, I called around, and this year has been a nightmare to even the prices have jumped up like 20 percent just because the demand is so high now. And so I'm telling people, if you're thinking of EV, even if you get the EV to save on gas, how long is electricity gonna be cheap? So we have to kind of, it's kind of crazy. I don't know what to expect in 10 years, man. <laughs> but oh, lots of fun. <laughs> it's kind of inside joke. Angela always says like, yeah, you know, I heard that if you get some solar panels, you know, people are always talking about how they get checks. Oh like, yeah. I pay you. In yeah, California. Right. Cause you're supplying like, them. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is awesome. I want that. Get it with a battery because that's, right. that's when you can run off the battery. Yeah, for solar solar panels? Yep. Yeah. What are talking about? yeah, my mom's had that for like 10 years at her place. And you like, cause her? I, yeah, yeah. So what, when I, I, last time I came home and it was, or to her house and it was like night, whole shit's lit up. I'm like, you know, like, mom, it's just you in here. Like, why are all the lights on? She's like, oh, it's all, it's all solar. I don't pay for it all. She's like, I got a check for $300 from Edison last month. I was like, oh, oh wow. Hey, great. Yeah, watch, so, mark, mark my words, on. man. One day they're going to find out like, oh, darn, when all these solar panels are up, it does this weird thing to the ozone layer. You know what I mean? Oh, right. They're, Something's going to happen that we're like, oh, we didn't know that. it because Oops. it's just it's too good for regular people to be making money, right? Like, <laughs> like off the sun. Well, I was like, I, when my mom got the... Um, the solar panels, I was like, okay, now you need to get a Tesla. And she's like, why? I'm like, because then you drive around and your power, you just charge it from the solar. So now you're just, <laughs> you're just, you're driving around from the power of the sun. Like, think about that, mom. Like, yeah. how awesome is that? You know, so she never did. But So, uh, Fomo, are you getting a Tesla? <laughs> I'm actually getting the new Volvo recharge. Because uh, oh, I don't like the Tesla software. So they have the new Android Auto, which is apparently amazing. 
So, you know, try something different. I'll probably get a Tesla later in the year to replace my minivan. But until I get, well, until I get a commitment to get sold, I have to convince the, the wife and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, having two cars that neither of which are ice concerns me. So I don't know. I, I might just go have these right now. One mm -hmm. car is EV. The other one is gas. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I do I mean, have a location, though. I've seen some some clips on TikTok where like there's all these Teslas lined up to go on these superchargers and they're like they said it they said get a Tesla. They said it would be fine, <laughs> you know, like one of those things. And now it's like we have those you see all those clips from gas shortages when we're like at war times in the 70s, all these people lining up at the gas station. And yeah. I was like that at superchargers because everybody's got a Tesla. Not Man, you can charge at home though, you know, for a few hundred bucks. Your your home could be Oh, do you know that's actually a big deal here in this complex uh, because, um, you know, I live in Mammoth Lakes. It's a resort town. So our utilities are super expensive, like gas, electric, gas and electric for us can sometimes be 13 to $1,700 a month, right? Depending on how cold it is, which is huge, right? And some of these people that are renting these units next to ours. They're just coming in and charging their Teslas from the house. And I'm like, oh, gosh, the owners are getting hosed yep. on this electric because no they're idea. charging their cars. Yeah. Yep. Like, holy crap. That's not I part of I, your rental agreement there, buddy. I want I want like a I don't know. I don't know if I if I'm liking the Tesla, the the, the truck one. Oh, the, oh it's no, kind of cyber truck. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Not I want one because it looks kind of like a DeLorean. It's an, That's yeah, the only reason I want one. Yeah. But I don't want like a DeLorean for real. I like the it's fact that it's all like way. heavy duty. Like if I crash into something or somebody crashes into me, like my family's safe kind of deal. Yeah, um, stainless steel. Bulletproof. You know, I kind of like that idea. Um, but I, I still want a, a car I can mess with. You know what I mean? Like I would be cool with an S2000 that I would just mess with on the weekend and then, you know, track drive car. that around and be loud and, you know, loud, old school dude. car. Dude, I don't know how you're going to make time for an S2000, man. Yeah, I want or that or a, a, a E46 M3 that I could mess around with. Also oh expensive to mess with. And then, you know, an electric car that I'll use on a regular basis. And then, yeah, I think that, that'll be cool. I mean, look, look at this. This is the Rivian truck. Like, this thing doesn't look like crazy futuristic. It looks like a regular truck. Yeah. And then a little FCV thing. What's the pricing on those? Let me see. Here, 67 and 70. Uh, that's pretty expensive. Yeah, I know. It definitely is. That, they, so the one on the left looks like too? a Honda Honda Pilot or a Ridgeline, and yeah, the one yeah. on the right looks like a GMC Suburban. Or not oh, no, GMC no, this Suburban, actually looks Suburban. more like a Range Rover from the side. Yeah, like yeah. Low. yeah. Oh, look, right. live video. Look at that. Yeah, interesting. Look at you, a, lot, a lot of cool stuff happening. I'm and actually, on the Rivian, like for those that camp, there's a, like a little section that pops out, and it's got like a hot plate. And like for you to actually cook and stuff, See, like built into the car. That's just because you got your stock, your stock, you're invested, trying to. Trying <laughs> I just to saw some videos. Pump it up huh? right there. Yeah, that's it. Hey. It's like insider trading right there. No, how is that insider trading? He's a, he's a influencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. Yeah, um, we're gonna follow oh, the plane oh, with the SEC. Speak, speaking of which, uh, the other day I was doing this giveaway for the Revon, which I still have to pick a winner, but um, there was a lot of scam. Things happening in the comments talking about what's at me you've been congratulations you've won and mm -hmm. some people like um you know kind of were like oh wow okay um that's not me i do not have a whatsapp there's nothing like that happening 
don't ever listen or fall for any of those scams in the comment section of my videos. So anybody that saw that, yes, 100% a scam. You know, somebody got taken for 150 bucks and then tried to blame me about it. I'm like, dude, I don't need Joe. Joe, even Joe said it, dude, you don't need to scam anybody for 150 bucks. No, I could just work for 150 dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't or I can sell something. I just sold a mixer for like, you know, two thousand dollars. So yeah, you should have yeah, sold an NFT. Huh? Yeah. Should've yeah oh, I should have just given him one of my <laughs> NFTs. Right. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Here. That could be one hundred thousand dollars in like two years. Yeah. <laughs> I posted a link to my uh, AV Masterclass thing. So that's my little side hustle right there. Um, you know, that's optional right. for and people you know, who want to learn about that. that that's, that's or my, just for comedic value, thing. click on the link and laugh at the picture of Joe. Yeah. Like right, right there. there you go. There you go. <laughs> try, you try to just caption the picture. <laughs> Best <laughs> caption wins. <laughs> 50% off your coaching. <laughs> yes, yes. If you Just want kidding, if you kidding, want some kidding. uh some coaching or con- consultation, um yeah, I have what, 3 hours scheduled for tomorrow and it's kind of fun. Kind of fun. It's kind of like what we do here just talking about DSP and getting crazy and but actually like implementing it into somebody's uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see what's up. If One last thing. In that, so hold on. So RGA, look what he just posted. Yeah. So he says, "Sucker born every minute." But he's talking about Chana stuff. But it just the timing of it. It kind of made it sound like it was talking about Joe stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and since and what before we go, just a little homage to our guest here. Ah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Give him back, man. Love you, Fomo. This is why he doesn't back. have. This is why he doesn't have gloves in his videos anymore. I stole them. There's <laughs> right. only one pair. There is only one pair. <laughs> Can you believe it, everyone? <laughs> oh, John says he's gonna he's gonna pay by credit card and then reverse the charges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's gonna record it and then he's gonna post it on YouTube for free for everybody to see. <laughs> oh, that's how he that's how he rolls, huh? Uh, All right, that's cool. Uh, you filthy downloaders. <laughs> Joe's gonna have right. to uh, was it DMA DMA all of his classes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it just uh I know that some people will be like, Oh, can you believe this guy's charging? Like, yeah, I'm charging. Yeah, I'm spending you don't have to time. Pay. Jeez. You don't have to pay. It, it's time. Time is money. You don't, uh, Joe, you don't you just have know? to bring in a cheerleader, right? A couple of mm-hmm. ladies. Oh, and- all right. I mean, here here's a perfect example, right? We put out a lot of free content on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes people watch the video, sometimes people won't. But here's the thing. If you were to actually charge and people bought it, you know what they do? They actually listen to everything you say in the video. Whereas like mm-hmm. I have plenty of videos that are free and the person asks a really stupid, not stupid, a really basic question that I answered in the first 30 seconds of the video or a minute, but they just didn't want to watch the video. They just wanted to ask their question. So when people actually pay for that stuff, they actually listen. And watch the whole thing. So sometimes you know, there you go. But yeah, I mean that I made a video about how to use Odyssey and it has like 84,000 views, which seems pretty good, right? But yeah, the amount of views you know, 84,000 views is very, very little. And I've already yeah. made that up in a day. So from a business standpoint, I'm a, I'm you know, I like to say I'm a businessman too. Kind of doesn't make business sense, right? You know. I make this I video, mean, it's going to say take me the same amount of time. 
dude. Over a year, a whole year, I get a you know, ooh, couple hundred bucks. Like wow. the, the, more effort. The business huh. model of reviewing gear on YouTube, for me at least, starting in 2016, 2017, even into 2018 and 2019, even now, I still have to buy shit to review. Mm-hmm. And then what? The video makes $300 Whoa. after like four years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, I've, and I've spent $2,000 on the product. Fantastic. Let's, yeah. let's sign up for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's why you're doing those, those, uh, those things where you're jipping people out of their money. Oh, I'm not allowed to say jipping anymore. Uh, that's why you're uh, getting people for their money. Yeah, taking <laughs> people for a ride. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, the, oh, the, what, the WhatsApp number? Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> No WhatsApp. No WhatsApp. No WhatsApp. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So hey, we're way over. Yeah. I actually have to go. We got to do uh shopping. We got to order a roast and stuff oh, like yes, that for Christmas holidays, dinner. Man. Yeah, holidays. Saturday. Business. Oh yeah. Saturday. 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 Uh, I, I, did you guys? Did you? I. I. I bought myself a watch. So. Wait, wait. The guy that has no money after buying a mixer. <laughs> yeah. I. I just sold another. I sold one. a mixer. So. I sold one. I bought one for thirty thirty eight hundred dollars. I sold one for twenty three hundred dollars. So, wow! What's yeah. break even? What'd you get? Huh? What, what? I got uh my favorite. I I gotta have Swiss and I gotta have um um a chronograph. Right, those are my favorite uh, things. Is it mechanical auto? So it is quartz, and I, I like. And uh, if you guys don't know the two types of movement, it's mechanical or quartz. Quartz is when no, the second hand just goes tick 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 tick. Uh. Mechanical is just a smooth sweeping. Um, and you know what's funny? I, I do have it's this. My Apple Watch costs more than the new watch that I just got, but it's a Tissot. Um, it was like 400 bucks. I got it on sale for 300. So I was like, okay. Um, but what's funny is like, you know, um, you know, the guy, Mr. Fantastic from Shark, Shark Tank, the ball guy, Kevin, oh, yeah. Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. So he was having this interview with uh, MKBHD, you know, Marquez Brownlee, the. Mm-hmm. You know, and MKBHD is wearing an Apple watch and he's like, Kevin's like, I, I got to get you on watches, man. He's like, really? He's like, what you're wearing is a piece of consumer electronics. He's like, yes. He's like, you know what that says about you? He's like, no. He says that that watch means you're 20% off. That's what that watch says about you. Well, what, we got 20, we, 20% or? <laughs> 20% off. Who he's says twi- this? This is Kevin, Mr. Wonderful. Or whatever. Kevin O'Leary. Kevin oh, O'Leary. That guy, that guy's oh. Oh. Yeah, he's like, he's like, that means you, you're, he's like, we got to get you into watches because he's a big watch collector. And that, I, that tells you about this guy, huh? You, your watch tell just like the way, the way oh, you God. dress, the shoes you wear, that all tells everybody mm-hmm. about you. Particularly. I'll tell you what it tells you. I'll tell you what it tells Forget what that guy says. What it says, <laughs> what it says is go, you know, look, I'm, if somebody wants to give me a Rolex, I'll, I'll rock Rolex all day. Right. Because it, because you know. It's it's awesome, right? Whatever, it's expensive. I'm yeah. Well, it still doesn't do more. If you want to do cool stuff, it just shows I mean, that that I watch like, can do more. And I you, like you my that. Apple Watch for sure. I like my Apple Watch when I'm DJing a wedding because I put the calendar or the timeline of events in my Apple on my computer, in my calendar, and then boom, I just change the watch face to what's coming up next. So I get a little haptic feedback of like, oh, bride and groom are on their way, right? That's cool, but. Oh, I actually yeah. like watches. I had a watch for every outfit. I had a full white watch, a black and white watch, a uh, big watch that I got in Japan with a, you know, black leather strap situation. It was all like mechanical. It was awesome. So I actually like watches. And then when the Apple Watch came out, I was just like, eh, 
Why would well, I get something like that? Like if you're it rich, has, you're, gonna, you're gonna rock Rolex like a, if you're rich. You're gonna you'll have a IWC no, 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 no. rightly. Too. Right. You're gonna have your, your Grand Seiko if you want your Grand Seiko for that day, and you'll have your Apple Watch if you want to have your Apple Watch. What is this guy talking about? Yeah, watch collectors are weird, man. I've been watching a bunch of watch collector videos. It's you think you twenty percent off? You don't want to be labeled as twenty percent off, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Especially not on your course. You know what, Kevin O'Leary? He's my least favorite on Shark Tank. So that's, he kind of is. He's got. If I saw him in person, I really would not care what he had to say yeah hey, you know just like i didn't okay. care what mayweather had to, what he was doing i didn't care <laughs> kevin o'leary i don't care about you either this fist is 20 percent off yes yeah. <laughs> i don't care there change is a big watch guy yeah he was posting about watches so so i guess my two cents on that is if i roll up in here with a video on these cheap 150 dollar pair polk speakers yeah. and i've got a rolex on and i say look guys I'm creating this content for y'all. If you want to buy it, please use my affiliate link, you know, so I can help pay for the stuff that I'm buying, which is what I do. I bought that off affiliate money earlier this week or last Mm -hmm. week, but I'm rocking a Rolex. Like that's not, that's not authentic. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you would alienate the people who are watching you like, Oh, that guy, man, he's just, he's trying to make money off of us. He's in it for the money. Cause now he's rocking a Rolex. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem authentic. That's why you got to rock the grand Seiko. Cause people like, Oh, this guy rocks a Seiko. Dude, I rock I've been rocking this since January, Ju- no, July. My daughter made this for me before we went oh, that's, to that's on vacation. Way more valuable than yeah. Rolex. Yes. So, yeah. so, you're saying, so you're saying that basically, like, you can't be asking for something when you're rocking Rolex. No, I don't know if I'm saying. That. I just feel like it's it's disingenuous. Oh, oh, I know, I know what this. is. This is exactly like oh, building no. a custom home and begging people for money because you just spent too much on on you know your custom home, right? Is that this is why your fake BMW M is sitting in the parking lot? Like, <laughs> oh, hey, no. hey, oh, shots hey. fired! I don't even know what we're talking about hey, anymore, that's, man. That's, for FYI, that's that's where we're pointing. That's this guy. I'm answering questions in the comments. So I don't even know, I know. know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. All right. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Would I don't know that uh, it's good so, or bad because so my thing is, you like watches. Wait, wait, that's a good question though. Do viewers care? So, Aaron, you bring up a good point. If the viewers see any of us, you know, Rolexes, Gucci, doesn't matter, and we're trying to palm off a click my affiliate, join Patreon, so I can buy myself <laughs> a new Mercedes. Oh, dude, does that turn people off? I don't know. It was. The funniest thing. It would turn me off. Okay. I, it would. I, I was getting my my car was getting serviced when I was down in LA, and Joe and I were going to go film this video. And my cousin was like, "Hey, take my wife's AMG." I was like, "Okay," you know, because they didn't give me a loaner. And so we were driving around in this hundred thirty thousand dollar AMG. People were like, "Damn, Techno Dad, you're balling." I'm like, "Dude, that's not even my car." Yeah, yeah. And we were what, going to Walmart, right, Joe? We went to Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Target. We went to like some whatever places. <laughs> Here, here's what I've learned about like having expensive stuff because you know i had a pretty expensive car when i when i had the m and like here's what i've learned right about having expensive stuff the people who would hate on you because you don't have expensive stuff or you know you look like you're broke or whatever that's the same person who will also hate on you when you have expensive stuff oh that's too expensive oh why'd you buy that you know you should have bought this it's the same person Haters the person hater. who's going to be happy for you for whatever reason, they're like, hey, that's a cool watch. Same people. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? Haters going to hate yep. no yeah. matter what. 
Right. So, no. And I, I guess to be clear, I'm not saying that I would hate on somebody. It's just, it depends on what you're trying. So if you're just rolling up in here and you're creating content that I enjoy, that's one thing. But if you're trying to act like, you know, you're star for money, but then you're also sh- flashing a Rolex and you're, you're, I, I don't know. I think it just depends on the audience that you're trying to attract, you know, mm-hmm. the, the message that you're trying to send. Like this dude, y'all are talking about this Mark guy who I know y'all are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He doesn't seem like the type of person that would attract more viewers with a fancy watch, despite what Kevin O'Leary says to him. You know, like Marquez, we're talking MKBHD. He's a, yeah. one of the biggest tech YouTubers on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know the I don't know the acronym, but you yeah. You can buy a Rolex in a second, half, you know, half a second. You can just. Oh, yeah. I just so, don't see like, like so Kevin's saying that you need to get in the watch game. Like he doesn't seem like somebody who needs to get in the watch game. Like it's not going to no, help no. him out. <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? Like it's not going to boost up your viewers or your content or anything like that. It doesn't seem to me. It's just a it's just a hobby to to spend your money on. You right? know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's fine. You know, the other actually having an Apple Watch will probably make him more money because he's reviewing a tech, tech product. product. Yeah, so he's going to yeah. make more money off. Uh, I mean, they're like the same every year, pretty much. Well, well, Joe, Oral 3D is your watch. Because if you have Oral 3D, you know you got to have a good AVR. you got to have more speakers. So if you're rocking Oral 3D, that's your watch. So that's my flex, huh? Yeah. I realize that, too. You know, like some people want it, and they're like, oh, it only comes on these more expensive AVRs. Yeah. So. Gotta I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm also prepping up for a lot of these DJ gigs that I'm doing throughout the winter. Like, I'm pretty much booked for three weekends uh, per month right now. So, you know, I got a new little jacket. You know, rock a new watch, mm-hmm. and you know, you just gotta, you know, got my new sunglasses. Just, I got, I gotta stay yeah. fresh because I'm gonna be in front of like, I don't know. I, I think the last time I DJed there, there was ten thousand people on the mountain. So, and I'm just there on the deck. So they're all gonna see me. So I gotta look my best, you know, and hmm. with my with my crutches, f- foot boot and scooter. <laughs> yeah, rolling. Chana's Rolex is. I'm rolling. Know, he has a lot of little yeah, Rolexes. His alcohol selection, his <laughs> speaker selection. It was all free. Was it was all free. What you're. you're uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, I don't know. Anyway, life is great. Anyway. Let's get off the, off of this uh, thing and into the after show. If you would like to become part of the after show, go to patreon.com slash daily high five daily S- sign up there to get access to the after show where you get to video chat with us. Ask us your questions. Um, talk about uh, why Don hasn't done his home theater yet in over a year. And, um, you know, all, all that good stuff. We make fun of each other's and uh, watch out. There might be a nip slip. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> coming along here. Anyway, uh, thank you, FOMO, for uh, hanging out. Um, oh, yeah, anytime. And, and Aaron, too, thanks for joining us. I'll stab you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you, uh, patrons in the after show, and everybody else that is not a patron. Uh, we will see you next week. We do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you're watching on the replay, make sure you subscribe and hit that like button. It is the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. We will see you next time. Peace. Yep. See Later. You.